when God blesses you with anything, he's got in his mind, I want you to give some of this away. That's why when you get saved, then you've got something you can give away. Go tell somebody else that Jesus saves. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. The Bible promises that no matter what trials and temptations we go through, God has decreed to make it work for our good. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thanks for being with us today. This time, we're continuing the series, Anchored Steadfast in the Storms, with part two of the message, The Fruit of Your Storm. When you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you are in a win-win life. The Bible promises that no matter what the world, hell, or circumstances throw at us, God Almighty will work it for our good. Even the storms of life that seem so threatening and so damaging will be made to bow to His purpose in us. In today's message, I'm going to talk about the fruit that is produced even in the storms of life. I believe it's going to encourage you today, so let's go right to part two of the message, The Fruit of Your Storm. He's purifying your faith. Now, he said, you want to know the way God looks at your faith? He looks at your faith as being more precious and valuable than a bar of gold. God is focused on your faith. He's more interested in your faith than in your comfort. He's more interested in your faith than he is your being happy. Because he knows if your faith gets strong, you will be happy. He's focused on your faith. God is purifying your faith. So here you see, God allows trials to come into our life knowing that it will purify our faith. So your trials are opportunities to stand on what you believe. You say, oh, I believe he's a provider. I believe he's a healer. I believe he's a deliverer. I believe he's this. I believe he's that. Well, you can say all day long you believe in something, but when you go through the trial, then that's the opportunity for you to stand on what you said you believe. He says, your faith to me is like gold. Some of you, if I told you, I'm going to give somebody today after church a bar of gold, you wouldn't hear another thing I say. You'd be thinking, oh, is it me? Is it me? Oh, Lord, let it be me. I name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. It's me. Because you want that bar of gold. But here's what God says. He says, far more valuable to me than a bar of gold is the faith that is in your heart. Faith toward God. Faith in his word. Faith in the unseen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things you don't yet see. Faith starts out small, Jesus said, like a mustard seed, and it grows into a great tree. The purpose of God in our lives is to increase our faith, strengthen our faith, purify our faith, grow our faith up. 
mature our faith so that we are not blown to and fro by every wind and every trial and every storm, but we end up standing strong and unmovable and unshaken by things that happen because our faith has grown. God says, your faith is so important to me, I'm going to purify it. I'm going to make it pure. And it's, it's just like you purify gold on earth. Real gold is purified by fire. The gold, you can get gold ore, and the gold is placed in a furnace so intensely hot that it melts it. But you're not after melting it. You're after smelting it. Because when you smelt gold, it brings the impurities that are hidden in that gold that you would never see, never know about, unless it went through intense heat. You know how hot it gets? 1,948 degrees Fahrenheit melts gold. If you were tossed into that, you'd be vaporized in the bat of an eye. Gold is put into an oven exceedingly hot, and it melts. But the goldsmith wants to smelt the gold. He wants the impurities that are in that ore to come to the top where he can skim off the impurities and it goes from 14 karat gold to 18 karat gold and if he keeps doing it it goes to 24 karat gold and every time it goes through heat every time it goes through fire it is more pure than before it went in are you seeing what i'm saying your faith is exactly the same way when you go through an oven when you go through a trial You're looking at it like, oh, my gosh, I'm in a terrible storm. What in the world is going on? But God's looking at it like, I'm going to purify your faith. What did Job say? He knows the way that I take, that when he has tried me, I will come forth as pure gold. His wife said, curse God and die, you old fool. He's left you. Job said, you talk like a foolish woman. I know what's going on. He knows the way that I take that when I go through this trial, I'm going to come forth as gold. And though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I'm going to come out on the other side. So when that ore melts, the impurities in the gold rise to the top. He skims the impurities off, and now he's got purer gold than before. When all the impurities are gone, 24 karat, the most valuable grade, that gold has been purified, and that's what God is after with your faith. And as it takes heat, To purify the gold, it takes the heat of trial, the heat of storms, the heat of testing to purify God's gold, your faith. Amen. So are you in a trial today? Are you in a fiery oven? Are you in a test? Well, I'm going to tell you the impurities are going to come to the top. You're going to see little compromises in your life, unbelief, lack of discipline, the things that hinder faith are going to come to the top. See, Peter didn't know what was in him until he went into the fire. He told Jesus, I will never forsake you. I will never deny you. And Jesus said, I know what's deep down in there in your gold, Peter. And let me tell you, son, you're about to be tested. You're going to deny me three times, but I've prayed for you. Not that you dodge the storm. You've got to go through the storm because that's what's going to purify your faith. But I pray that your faith will not fail. What was Jesus concerned about? His faith. And when you come out on the other side, Peter, you're going to be like gold. And you're going to have such pure faith that you're going to strengthen the brethren. You're going to walk down a street, and people on the curb are going to be healed by your shadow. The old hymn says it well. When through fiery trials your pathway shall lie, 
My grace all sufficient shall be your supply. The flame shall not hurt you. I only design your dross to consume, your gold to refine. Everybody say, he's refining my faith. So if you're in a test, I want you to lift your hand and say, Lord, thank you that you're purifying my faith. Thank you that you're purifying my faith. Lord, make it 24 carat in Jesus' name. Amen. Give him a hand of praise. That's good stuff. I like that. So purified faith is the first fruit that's going to come out of your storm. But there's another one, and that's a testimony. A testimony is going to come out of your storm. Don't you know that? You know what the Bible says? They overcame the devil by the word of their testimony. But the way you get a testimony is going through a test with some moaning. Everybody say, test moaning, test moaning, test moaning, test moaning. <laughs> oh, Pastor Jeff, I'm just going through hell and back. That's the moaning in your test that's going to be a testimony. It's going to be a testimony. No matter what a believer goes through, God's going to use it to bring a testimony to his saving power and His saving grace, and His ability in your inability. Listen to Paul's testimony of a storm he went through. I'm so thankful that the Apostle Paul told the truth. He was transparent. And when he went through something, he told you about it. Listen to what he said. He said, I think you ought to know, dear brothers, about the hard time we went through in Asia. Listen to these adjectives now. We were crushed. We were overwhelmed. We feared we would never live through it. You know you're in a trial when you're wondering if you're going to live through it. When you're in a real trial, there are times you go, am I going to make it through this? Am I going to come out on the other side? Am I going down for the last time? That's what the disciples were experiencing in the boat. Are we going to live through this? And there are times in life you'll go through something so difficult, so crushing, that you will say, am I going to make it through this? Paul's telling the truth. He said, we felt we were doomed to die. And we saw how powerless we were to help ourselves. Hard time, crushed, overwhelmed, may not live through it, doomed to die, powerless. That's a trial. But I want you to listen to the next four words, and I want you to read them with me. I've got an underline, so you'll read it. Let's read it. But that was good. Is he crazy? What do you mean that was good? Can I say it again? Crushed, overwhelmed, we may not live, doomed to die, powerless, but that was good. Why was it good? He says, because then we put everything into the hands of God. We put everything into the hands of God. He said, this trial was so big, so strong, so overwhelming, so crushing that there's no way we could get out of it ourselves. It had to be God. So we rolled our burden upon the Lord and he sustained us. We cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. We gave him the trial. We put it in his nail-scarred hands because it was too big for us, but it wasn't too big for him. And he took it. And look what it says. Who alone can save us? For he can even raise the dead. He said, even if this thing kills us, he's going to get us up from the dead. How many of you can say, 
I may not have died physically, but in, in a lot of ways, when I got back up, it was a resurrection. Come on. It was a resurrection when I got back up. And verse 10 says, he did help us, and he saved us from a terrible death. Yes, and we expect him to do it again and again. He did it back then. He's going to do it again. My God has not gone weak. He still hears my prayers. His arm still saves. If he provided back then, he'll provide now. If he delivered back then, he'll deliver now. If he guided me back then, he'll guide me now. If he came through to 1159 back then, he'll come through to 1159 now. But he will help me. We go from faith to faith and glory to glory and trial to trial. There's really a great big but God in these verses. We felt we would die, but God. We saw no way out, but God. We were powerless, but God. We were crushed and we were overwhelmed, but God. When the problems came, and they will, the answer is, but God. This is the essence of a testimony. I was powerless. I was in trouble. I was sinking for the last time. There was no way out. It looked like the devil would win, but God. When you go through a but God experience, you've got a testimony. You've got a testimony. And I'm here to testify for you and to you. He can do the same for you. God's going to come through. And all these things were more than conquerors for him that loved us. The Bible tells us all the things that cannot, cannot separate us from the love of Christ. He said, no trial or storm can separate you from the love of Christ. Not tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. Not death, not life, not angels, not principalities, not powers, not things present, not things to come. Not height or depth or any other created thing. That just covered everything. There is nothing they can separate you from God's love. No storm can separate you from the love of God. So God helps us in storms. He said, I'm going to purify your faith, and I'm going to give you a testimony when you come out of your test with all the moaning. And then the last thing, he increases compassion for others when you go through a storm. See, he's already told us, I'm going to make you like Jesus. And I read about Jesus last night. I love reading about Jesus. Greatest person that ever lived on the planet. He was all man, all God, all God, all man. He felt our pain. He became one of us. God wrapped himself in skin. He was incarnated. And what it says about Jesus is, I noticed and I marked all the times it says that he was moved with compassion. Two blind men come up to him, and Jesus didn't say, man, what a hassle. You guys go on. He didn't say that. He said, man, you're cramping my style. I'm busy. I'm going to the next town. Never. He looked at these two blind men. They can't see at all. He stepped into their pain, and it says he's moved with compassion, and he reached out and healed them. Several times it says his eyes scanned a crowd, and when his eyes scanned the crowd, it says he was moved with compassion because they were like sheep without a shepherd. One day he's walking along and here comes a funeral party. They're going to the graveyard and he sees a casket and he sees a widow, a mom, 
walking beside the casket and she's weeping. She's all dressed in black. Her heart is broken. Jesus, being God, knowing everything, walked up, said to the funeral party, if you can imagine, he was a funeral crasher. He walked up to the casket and he told the funeral party, stop. They stopped, looking at him, puzzled. What? He reached out. He touched the dead boy, her son. And he was, got up. For, can you imagine a funeral party? Here's the casket. Jesus walks up and rigor mortis has set in. There's no doubt because it only takes a few hours for that to happen. And this boy sits up. Hello. And it says, he took him and gave him to the mother. But preceding that, it says, he was moved with compassion. And that's why he did it. See, Jesus' ministry was greased with compassion. He was moved with love. He didn't do things just dutifully because religiously he should do them. When he saw the people, he loved them and he was moved with compassion. And I'm going somewhere with this. I want you to hear me. When you go through trouble, it softens your heart. I'm going to prove it to you. What a wonderful God we have, Paul said. He's the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the source of every mercy, and the one who so wonderfully comforts and strengthens us in our hardships and trials. And why? Everybody say why. He's about to tell us why God comforts us. Why does he do it? So that when others are troubled, needing our sympathy and encouragement, we can pass on to them the same help and comfort God has given us. It's telling us God never wastes a pain. God never wastes a pain. When you hurt, and many of you are hurting right now. I'm hurting. I'm still walking through the tunnel. I'm coming out on the other side, but I so miss Kathy. And I'm hurting. Now, let me tell you something. God has comforted me in that hurt. I can tell you that His Spirit has been more real to me than before she went home. And you know why He's comforting me? Because somebody's going to come along before long at all who needs the same comfort by which he is comforting me. See, God always thinks multiplication. He always thinks distribution. When he blesses you financially, it's not just for you. It's so you'll give some of it away. When God blesses you with anything, he's got in his mind, I want you to give some of this away. That's why when you get saved, then you've got something you can give away. Go tell somebody else that Jesus saves. So he says, I'm never going to waste a pain. But when I comfort you and when you go through a storm, it's going to soften your hard heart. It's going to break up that fallow ground. It's going to bring you to the place where when somebody is hurting, wow, you, Mr. Hard Heart, is suddenly going to feel compassion. And you're going to hurt with them and you're going to feel it with them. You can't give what you don't have. You can only give what you've got. The man at the gate said to Simon Peter, hey, he was crippled. He said, you have any spare change? And Peter said, I can't give you what I don't have. He said, silver and gold have I none. I can't give you what I don't have. But here's what I do have, and I'm going to give it to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. And he said, that's what I've got. I've got faith in Jesus Christ. And so it says he got up. His legs were immediately strengthened. And he went walking and leaping and praising God. Walking and leaping and praising God. Walking and leaping and praising God. Now, Peter said, I can give you what I have. And notice 
It was spiritual. It was his faith in the name of Jesus. Let me ask you a question. You think that man who was healed from being crippled his entire life, you think he could pray a prayer of faith after that over somebody crippled? See, hurt people hurt people. Wounded people tend to wound people. But healed people heal people. And delivered people deliver people. And happy people happify others. The things I come up with to make a point. That's a new word, happify. See, nobody can hurt with the hurting like he who has hurt. Nobody can sympathize with the suffering like somebody who has suffered. Nobody can pray for a drug addict like somebody who has fought their way out of that hellhole. No one can have compassion on the heartbroken more than the person whose heart has been broken. So God, I'm going to go ahead and say something some of you won't like, but God will let you experience hurt so that when you come out on the other side of that storm and somebody hurting comes up to you, you're like Jesus, moved with compassion. God's going to use your storm to soften your heart, enlarge your capacity to empathize with the hurting, and increase your channels of compassion for the suffering. When others are troubled, he said, needing our sympathy and encouragement, we can pass on to them this same help and comfort God has given us. Well, what a victorious Savior we serve, who makes even the storms in the lives of His children work for their good. You may not see it yet because the waves are rolling, the wind is howling, and you feel like your ship is sinking. But I want you to take heart today. When Jesus is in your boat, though it may look bad for a season, just like it did with the disciples in the stormy sea, Jesus will soon stand up and speak to your storm. Now don't go anywhere just yet. Our announcer has some exciting news for you, our Life Talk listeners. And be sure to join me again next time as we begin a new life-changing message entitled Courageous Living. Until then, I pray God's richest blessings be yours today. Isn't it great when things are a little easier? Like connecting to Life Talk Radio and Pastor Jeff on your mobile devices anywhere, anytime. Then here's great news. Now, Pastor Jeff, Life Talk Radio, and Turning Point Church are just a few clicks away with a new TPC Family app. With the new TPC Family app on your mobile phone or tablet, there are loads of helpful features to keep you connected in an easy and fun way. Watch Pastor Jeff streaming live on Sundays and Wednesdays from Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Or watch on-demand videos from recent services you may have missed. Listen to Life Talk radio programs on demand. Today's broadcast or catch up on any of the great teachings from Pastor Jeff on past Life Talk programs. You can even help continue Life Talk Radio's outreach and impact on the nation with the gospel by giving securely online. Now you can even text your gift to Life Talk and the amount you would like to give to 30131. 
and you'll find contact information and directions to Turning Point Church, upcoming events, broadcast station listings for Life Talk Radio, and much, much more. Plus, the new TPC Family app is free and available on Apple or Android devices. To download the new TPC Family app, simply type in the keyword TPC Family as one word with no spaces in the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and get connected. So what are you waiting for? Download the free TPC Family app today and make your life a little easier. The Fruit of Your Storm is the final message of Pastor Jeff's series, Anchored. You can own a copy of this four-CD set for just $20 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, Anchored, for only $20 plus shipping. By logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast. Music.